Hello and welcome back. We are Nobody Wake the Bugbear. I am Andrew, the Warden, and this is episode two of our Mothership RPG campaign number one. I'm here with John, I'm here with Doug, and I'm here with Josh and Sam. How are we all feeling? You think it was a strong first episode? Everyone's nodding. It's a podcast. Started off with a bang. Very strong. Yep. Uh, a couple eh? of bangs, yeah. Oh, a couple yeah. of bangs, yeah. Well, look. It was very girthy, very girthy I start. Have to, what I have to do is I have to deal with the fact that a campaign is different to a one-shot. So the first episode of a campaign of anything is going to be an introductory episode about the characters. Obviously, it's less action-packed than a Mothership one-shot, but that's because it's a campaign. It's all about it's setup. It's just a campaign, guys. It's just, it's just a campaign. So, you know, for the, for the episode one of a Mothership, I was worried that I was like, oh, no, this is too boring. But it's like, compare this to episode one of Ghosts of Gondolgrim or whatever. It's kind of... Along those lines. Yeah, Ghost of Gauntergrim is in fact our Dungeons and Dragons campaign, which we played for three years, and there's over 122 episodes of it. Please check it out if you like that sort of thing. And it's finished. And it's finished. It's a complete story. It's exactly. Done. Not many people can say that, John. Yeah. I'm glad we can. You can binge listen to it. Yeah. You can. In fact, I did, so that I could make a... Stats. <laughs> Stats. Well, yes, but now, forget all that. We are playing Mothership, and this is no doubt you have heard... A bit of the pound of flesh module being being opened and entered into. We have this is what we are playing, obviously to connect the campaigns together. This is a station that was written. I think it was one of the second books for Mothership. So is pound of flesh just like a campaign? It's a station. It's a campaign staging point. It gives you a home station where all these events are happening and interconnected plots and NPCs. And a lot of people use it as a staging point for a campaign where they go off and do missions. They come back to the station to relax. Pound of flesh is what Gordon gave in the first episode. So oh, Andrew, no, he gave flesh a pound. Would you say, <laughs> would, would you say that, um, uh, it's a bit like the, the Gauntlegrim campaign materials that you used where it's got a couple NPCs and yeah. a couple events that are happening. I would say that. You can explore as much or as little as you want. So we're in good hands. In good hands. Good hands. Are we all ready to get back into it? Mm -hmm. Sam, I believe you're up first with a little hint of your character because you got so starved last time of these people ho hogging the limelight. I wouldn't say I was starved. I enjoyed listening. Satiated. Yes. Yes. No, I will be satiated. I am satiated. I don't, I don't I want to get into it. Good. Satisfied. Let's get into it. <laughs> You'll never be satisfied. <laughs> Here we go. As the title music is playing, let us begin episode two. Title music composed by our own me. We cut back a few months ago. Dr. Cameron Elias, you are in recovery after a very traumatizing experience. You are seated in front of a representative of Nakatomi Solutions and he looks through your file. Uh, hello. Cameron, is it? Dr. Elias? Yes. How long's it been? Uh, it was about three months since your incident. Uh, yes, sorry. Hello, I'm Dr. P. 
Peter Watson. I am a psychiatrist here at Nakatomi Solutions. I have been referred to you by my superiors of your file, and I believe you have some things to talk about. How are you feeling since the incident on Tau Sigma 7? I'm hurting. It's hard to sleep. I just have these horrible nightmares. There's flesh and gore and it was just supposed to be a routine sample collection. Yes, I believe you were there to find rare metal deposits and you uh, contacted this biological hazard. Yes, it's definitely a hazard. I don't know if anybody knew that it was there, but nobody told us anything. They brought me along as an exobiologist. I was there to ensure the safety of the crew if there was any alien life form, but nothing could have prepared us for that. Yes, of course, I've heard the reports. It's a rather traumatic experience. We, of course, have all the medication available for you to, to help you deal with this. But if, if there's anything I can do further, please don't hesitate to let me know. Is that what you recommend? Medication? Well, we do have therapy sessions. We can uh, continue our sessions here, and I can refer you to a long, more long-term care if that's applicable. What would you like to do? It'll all be paid for by the company. I, I just want to be able to sleep. Uh, we do have something for that, yes. Okay, let's let's start there. And maybe, yeah, somebody, somebody to talk to. Sure. Would you prefer artificial or human counsellor? Human, I think. Yes, Very human. Well. Okay, I'll, I'll make sure I sort it out for you. And uh, we, yeah, we at the company are very sorry this happened and we'll do our best to support you and help you recover. She, like, rubs the scar across her chest, which is still, like, pretty fresh. Yeah. It's quite raised and red. Okay, I, I appreciate it. This can't happen to anyone else. We got, does anybody know anything about that creature? We have contained the area and the harmful exposure has been limited and it is undergoing study. But unfortunately, it's, it's in the hands of the, the company now. So it will not be required anymore. Uh, okay. And I guess as like the session ends... Yeah. She'll kind of leave the building, and as she does, she pulls the hollow disc from her pocket and presses the button, and the image of the creature appears holographically and starts to turn. She just looks at it really deeply, and you just stare takes the into image it, in. and the image just goes further and further, closer, and then it fades out. And then we cut back into the room. Very good, Sam. We cut back into the room, the heaven of Semenov's bar. You hear this slight hum as the sonic dampeners are working. So you know that anything within this room is completely untraceable. This is made for business deals aboard the station. It's completely secure. I demand the cone of silence. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm literally just picturing him like yelling and it not working. What? <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to turn it on. 
and you hear this woman speak up. Hello, I'm thankful you've all arrived. I'm Megara Grimm. I work for Mercer, Special Operations Division. This is my bodyguard, Idris Ducate. Yeah, how you going? Hey, big guy. Yeah. What? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, he's just saying hello. Oh, okay, sorry. He's friendly. Would you please all hand over your cred sticks? I would like to scan to verify your identity. Idris, would you uh, sort that out? Well, I'm still a mama goods baby boy. I hand over my cred stick. I've already had my eye scanned, so what the fuck? Yeah. Cameron stands and passes over the cred stick and looks at the three people that have joined and says, Gentlemen. Scars, good to see you again. Yeah, he was staring at you when you were getting hosed. Don't make it sound weird. If I'm next to him, I'll just fucking keep, little, <laughs> keep your mouth shut. You're a married man. Slap married him on, man. The, on the arm. In my defense, I was looking at everyone. Yeah. Yes. Yes, as I, as I said, thank you all for coming. Sorry about the secrecy, but you understand. What I'm about to tell you is for this room only. And you are not to repeat anything I say. Is that Okay. We're not to repeat anything you say. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he was dropped on his head as a baby. Ignore him. One too many grab ball games. We have a very sensitive operation available to the right people. And your firm came highly recommended. Your work for Mercer, the space logistics over the last year has been exemplary. And we are on the lookout for specialist teams such as yourself. Would you... Describe yourself as such a team? Yeah, I mean, like, we fought literal monsters, so I'm pretty confident that we, uh, if you have something you need done, we can do it for you. I can go and get the hand that I chopped off. I've still got it. Well, your exploits aboard the Merciful Dawn are exemplary, are uh, a legend, and it's amazing you were able to survive. You tell me, pal. I got shot in the chest with a shotgun, point-blank range. I don't know if anyone's told you that yet. Uh, it was in report, I believe, yes. <laughs> well, it hurt. Uh, <laughs> I have also sent for, we have sent for an exobiologist. This is Dr. Cameron Elias. Would you like to introduce each other? Dr. Craig. Are you very little, like, two-finger salute? Yep. Gordon, let me know if you want to get a better look at my ass later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Rian. Rian Prince, and um, the more level-headed of the group. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up on that. Yeah. I'm uh, Scars. Scars. She gives Everyone gets Dr. A Craig a nod. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to see you all hitting it off, of course. Uh, let me just cut to the chase. It's like, <laughs> it's like Jesse Eisenberg in Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> just, oh, look, it's Bruce Wayne and random journalist Clark Kent. I love bringing people together. <laughs> I'll just cut to the chase. Has everyone heard of the Cloud Bank Synthetics Production Facility? Uh, I'll be honest, nope. Anyone? Dr. Elias, you would have heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. Can I roll? You don't need to roll, just tell me. I'll just tell you? You can roll on top of table just to see what you want to say, to give yourself a little chance, but not a mechanical roll. Does it sound like something I would have heard of? Not particularly. No, probably not. You were not really interested in androids production. And no, I like hate that. androids, what, so if definitely I'm a, not. If I'm a teamster, uh, 
there must have been some trade union outrage when they sacked all of the factory employees and replaced them with the robots. Yeah, I guess so. You've probably heard of it. You've heard of cloud, cloud bank synthetics. They make a lot of androids, or did uh, decades ago. Yeah. I know of a synthetic production facility. Yes, we've no doubt heard of this one. Yes, the Cloud Bank Synthetics Production Facility, now called The Deep, is a massive abandoned android factory taken over by its industrial AI named Monarch. Oh, fun. Yes, that is exactly what an AI should call itself. Good. No, it was named Monarch. Oh, even better. Anyway, it's all ancient history. It is cordoned off by a ruthless blockade of corporate-backed troubleshooters, as they're called. The Deep is widely known about RimSpace to be the source of priceless artifacts. Pirates, companies, and artifact hunters alike travel from afar for the chance to procure said artifacts. I probably would have heard vaguely of The Deep then. Yeah. Maybe you know it, yeah, referred to as The Deep. Yeah. As a rumor. Yeah. This, yeah, this nightmarish place. Yeah. So what is it we're looking for? Well, you are... Your companions betray you. You are not quite a simple man. That is a very good question. We have received an intelligence of a very specific artifact within the deep itself. It is a complete astronomical database of an undiscovered system. We want your team to act as sole operator artifact hunters. We want you to enter the deep to retrieve the database and then bring it back to us. What about anything else we find along the way? That is, of course, fair game. That is why many artifact hunters take on these missions. There are untold stories of people returning with such artifacts. There's also untold amounts of maps and treasure hunters that you'll find in any old bar willing to sell you for a cheap credit. Look, only to find some old rusty scales at the end that kind of tell you the future and kind of don't. <laughs> I've heard of the deep and everything I've heard about it is it sounds like it's got everyone's ultimate wild dreams in there. Are we sure this database is actually in there or is this a rumor? Because I don't get paid for rumors. No, we have more than a rumor. We, look, I'll be honest. We sent a team before. Didn't come back out? Obviously not. <laughs> well, the practice of this is, of course, highly illegal. And once we lost contact after the initial report, we were not able to regain contact. So I'm guessing there's lots of stories of people going in and out coming out of the deep? Countless. So I'm guessing that the uh, monarch is not friendly then. No, but before you even get there, you have to deal with the troubleshooters. But luckily, we've got a man on the inside who can help you with that. We can help you get in, and we can help you get out. Once you are in the deep yourselves, it's fair game. You must navigate the whatever adversities you find and try to track down this artifact. You can take whatever you want for yourselves. That is not our concern. We just want the database. Right. So how much are you paying, but also... What kind of equipment will we have to make sure we stay alive? Of course, very always the practical one. That's what makes you the leader of this outfit, correct? Mr. I, I assume so. Yes. Yes. On the issue of payment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> not, I'm not one to talk myself up, you know. <laughs> it sounds very cocky. <laughs> 
you will we have up to 50k credits in equipment you can procure before starting the mission and then you will be paid each 250,000 credits upon completion of the mission each, each. Gordon's, Gordon's going to quickly do the math in his head and figure out like what's, 12 million dollars <laughs> yeah yeah he's going to figure out like what he could what the hell it looks like he's thinking about something is at the other end of this map what are you talking about you said we're finding a map that leads to somewhere? Yes. What the hell is on the other end of this map? You know Mercer deals within deep space logistics and we send out sleeper ships to all colonize all sectors of the galaxy. Yeah. Information like this is a great benefit to the company. And of course, we are competing with many other logistics companies and having this edge will put us ahead of the rest. And it's worth over a million credits and two teams worth of people. You're not telling me something. Well, what I'm not telling you, you do not need to know. It is confidential. We give you the job, we give you the payment upon completion, and you can keep whatever you find to yourselves. So what kind of environment is it? Is it, um, are we going to a ship that has no air, or... What's, uh, what does it look like? It is a colossal space station factory, floating in the outer rim of a sector not too far, past yeah. the Dante sector. But it sounds like it's not been maintained for quite some time. So would it, like, can I breathe in this place? Or does it have gravity? Reports I've heard, of course, it has limited gravity. It has air. It is a constant point of interest to pirates and artifact hunters. It is a regular occurrence for people to sneak past the blockade, bribe the troubleshooters, and dock on the station, dock on the factory, and raid its contents. Do you know of any competition? There's always competition. You will encounter all For kinds. For this map particularly? I believe not, no. Okay. Do people have reports of what they normally encounter in there? Those that have returned have either come back to riches or ruin. As they do not know what they have or have something so valuable that they cannot control what they do with it. Do you know where we can get some uh, AMPs on this station? I am not privy to that sort of uh, dealings here. I am. We have to keep a rather low profile, the company types. We usually are not even supposed to be here. You will have to understand. What you procure is up to your own industrialness, if that's a word. <laughs> Okay. What about inside the deep itself? Uh, any reports of... Well, look, you can ask around the other artifact hunters. You will be posing as them, so perhaps you can get some rumors around the Prospero's dream. Yeah, where, where do people normally hire, like, you're talking to us, but let's say you are looking at normal artifact hunters. Where would you normally hire such a crew? Uh, they're usually sole operators. They work on their own. Where yes. would they be, like, uh, like a recruitment office? Like a bar or... No, of course not. It's all, you know, under the table. Yeah, exactly. So where would someone go to meet these people? You can ask around. You can ask Sem at the bar if you want to. Actually, that brings me to my next point. We have procured a ship for you. It is a beat-up old Ava Industrial S5 Raider. It's a Class 1 light commercial shuttle. We've equipped it with a Jump 1 drive. It is being fitted out at the moment in the docking bay. Its registered name is the Taurus. You, of course, can rename it anything you want. 
but it should do the job of passing you off as a ragtag artifact hunters. Do we keep the sheep? No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I like you. Listen, I'm sure we can find something worth a ship down there. Mm. You, of course, be loaned this ship. I mean, we wouldn't mind that ship. I mean, how much is a ship, right? I mean, you and said if it you, Rian, come on, man. <laughs> and of course, you will be you'd be privy to the contract, signing over your company and all your assets. If you how much would it, small ships cost? Seventy-five million dollars. Seventy-five million. Okay. <laughs> that's a question. That's all. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. You basically have to sign over your company and all its assets to enter this agreement. Jesus. Mercer, don't fuck around. Don't fuck around. Um, what did you say? I was writing down 75 million. million. No, 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 no. What, after that, the, the, when you said... Oh, all of our assets and our... That's collateral. Our collateral. Like, all of our company and our assets and shit are collateral. So if we fail, we lose everything. Ah. Uh, yeah, if you take we the... We also sh- probably die. If you take the yeah. ship and go, see ya, it's obviously to cover them. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something specific we're looking for? Did they give us a something? Map. Sp- a map. It's a map. It's a, basically a space map. Oh, it's a, map. a database. A map in space. A space map. A, a space a, map. A space map. A space. A map. The map of the space. The space map. At least to Cusco. Yes. The, the Taurus is, the Taurus is currently dry dock, uh, being fitted with a commercial jump on drive. That should get you there and back, but no further. And I will put it on you all to put together a crew, but it'd be best not to mention the specific artifact or details about it. Your employer. So must have a bad reputation or something. No, we're a very reputable company, but of course, this type of operations is highly illegal. We are not... This is not the kind of business Mercer likes to officially have on its books. Well, Mercer surprised us before, but it's not going to offend me. I'm in. I don't think that was Mercer's fault, but sure. If you Uh. accept, we have a man on the inside of the troubleshooter vessels. A communications officer by the name of Miguel Moreno. He will be the officer on shift when intercepting arrivals in the next three months he's on duty. He will appear to take the bribe already organized and he will clear your vessel to pass through the brocade. The Taurus specifically, right? Yes. Okay. Question, you haven't hired anyone else for this job before. He did and they died. (laughs) Yes, they did not return. Who were they? Like, did they get also get a ship? What kind of equipment would, would they maybe have used? Yes, it was about a crew of six, I believe, consisted of military personnel and cybernetics uh, specialist. They were given six months. They sent back a first report that they have found the artifact. But then all reports ceased and our contact did not have them come back. What was the name of their ship? Uh, the Oops. Ramirez. Ramirez. Did they give a rough location of where they were when they found the artifact? No. What was the time frame between that check-in and when you declared them missing? They were given six months, mm-hmm. and they didn't check in after two months. Okay. So that communication, of course, is quite slow. We usually get uh, monthly updates. They would send a comms to one of the troubleshooters' ships in the blockade, and he will refer the message to Mercer. Do we have a rough idea of where this map is? No. Okay. Anyway, uh, the crew capacity of the Taurus is eight. There's obviously four of you here. You will need to sort out four more people. However much you want to take on the mission, that is up to you. Preferably a, a pilot, a cybernetics expert, 
or a droid expert and uh, someone that's good at getting into places that they shouldn't be getting into. Excellent. I do believe you You sounds like you're accepting the mission. We in, Cap? Yeah, I've got some ideas on how we can do this. They want to know if you're accepting the mission. Yeah, I'm saying yes. Okay. I'm putting together a team. I'm putting together a team. All right. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? Yeah, I mean, that's okay. I'm happy with that. Well, you heard the man. Black Swan's in. We get six months as well, right? You will need to leave within three days before you reach the window. Good luck. And you will walk out of Sem's bar. Or you maybe stay in Sem's bar and go down back to the drinks. We go down, down. <laughs> what, to the ecstasy? <laughs> um, You're a married man. <laughs> Is uh, Sem uh, aligned with those dudes? He's just a local dude, right? He's just a local know-it-all. Yeah, he's a local nodal. Yeah, I want to talk to Sam, please. Oh, hello. How was your meeting? Welcome back. Yeah, you know, the meeting was good. Uh, listen, I heard there's a place called the Deep, right? That treasure hunters go to. Fucking straight out, straight out the gate. Rian. Uh, <laughs> I, heard perhaps... this, I heard a rumor that there was this place uh, that you could like go to like hunt treasure, right? Rian. One of the people was selling uh, some like drugs and stuff. He's saying... <laughs> You want to get rich quick scheme? Oh, the deep. Yeah, I've heard lots about the deep. What do you want to? What do you want to know? Where do? How do? You, how do you find someone who's going to the deep? Oh, lots of people going to the deep. Oh, yes, yeah. my friend. I mean, like, like who? Uh, I mean, do they like take people? Like, do they take like, people? No. Is it like a get rich quick scheme or what is it? Yeah, any anyone crazy enough to go to that stink hole is just does it, man. I'm oh, oh, sorry, hey. I changed my name. Anyone crazy enough to go to that stink hole? That station of death is more than welcome to. Oh, do people die in there or something? Uh, yeah. Uh, people yeah. die all the time. Hey, man, I just know the, I don't know anything about it. It's like... Are you... Uh, is that what you are? You're artifact hunters? Uh, not really, but I... I, uh, I don't get paid a lot for my job, you know. So I'm trying to... I'm trying to retire early. Well, you definitely retire early. Okay, me maybe not die, <laughs> but uh, what if I wanted to hire hire people? Are there some tough people around here, right? Yeah, there's sure. tough people everywhere. You just yeah. ask around. Where I find the toughest people, <laughs> you could go try the rejects from the Tempest Company. You could go try the. Have you got a ship? I mean, I'm hoping to find someone with their own ship. Well, you guess you need a pilot. We need a pilot. You probably need one of those androids if you have to jump to the place. Uh, I suppose we do. Um, what about a cybernetics expert? <laughs> what? The fuck what? Just, like, why, why, are you, why are you in on this? No, hang on. Just, just on top of the table. Why are you asking a bartender how to do your mission? This is madness. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, is this what like, you're doing? He's listing off like types of people. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm, oh, okay. I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm trying to find a pirate captain with his own, with their own ship, his or her own ship. And That's, just to be clear, just, asking just to be that. clear, these are your characters you've made over the last month that yeah. you're going to recruit. I, I don't know who spares. I don't know. I know his one, exactly. and that's it. <laughs> so okay, let, okay, let's go. What, uh, what do you? What do you think? You, your team, think you would need? I want an android because we're going to a yeah. robot factory. We'll say it. Yeah, I, yeah. I want an interdimensional, powerful interdimensional being that will. Uh, <laughs> that's omniscient. Someone with like with several shotguns. 
So no, would you, oh, are, you, are you for just talking about this, your plan in the I'm, bar? I'm not no. talking about this to the no. bartender. <laughs> or would I, you like to? I'm asking the bartender about, I hey, know. I heard there's this get rich quick thing. Like you can go and like, what, do pirates go there? Do normal people go there? Just like scoping out like what people normally talk about for this place. Yeah, and sure. Like, you need some crazy bastards to go in, go in there. I mean, there's some, anyone that you know of that's going there sometime soon. I'll be, I want to ask them questions, huh? No, I don't run the the Artifact Hunter recruitment agency, mate. Just go oh, ask there's an around. Agency. There's an agency. No, I was being sarcastic. Rian, oh. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> how about, how about Look, ask... Look, I've got other customers to serve. No problem. Okay, so just... Fucking just to make it less awkward. If you want to ask me questions, like after the conversation, you can more than just ask Rian the question and be like, "Hey, what was that about? That was weird." And I'll just answer you. Like that's fine. I was literally just trying to be like, "Hey, I wonder if there's any anyone with their own ship." I'm basically trying to find someone to scam. Uh right, 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 right. Uh, into doing part of the job for us. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, um, that's why I'm saying like, "Oh, who's got their own ship? Who's who? Who knows these kinds of things?" And maybe we can follow them and... I'm just worried that we're revealing what we're going to do. So now it's, it's going to be well, gossip. Well, we reveal a lot if you start asking me to say everything that's going on in my head while I'm having the conversation. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to see where do pirates hang out? Who has their own ship? Who Who's like the rough and tough crew in this area? You know, who'd be like, Oh, fucking pussy. I'm going to go out there and get my own artifacts. Better stay away from them. So you want to hire... Some contractors to come along uh, with you, like a crew. Well, I just want to ask about like where where do people go to find like the rough and tough people? You know, where would where would someone find like a pirate crew? Let's say I wanted to smuggle something, where would they be? You know, uh, you would have to talk to the Golyanova Ve Bratva, the mafia. Yeah, perhaps. the Novos. The Novos. Yeah, they're the criminal organization running this place. The Andes people. The Andes yeah, people. Okay. And they run the temple. That's essentially what I'm trying to figure out is like who's who's the who's the big big bad yeah, you could um, definitely, wolves of this the big cheese. You could probably find the big a, cheese, eh? Uh Tempest yeah. mercenary proby or initiate to come with you and hire one of okay. those. Like a military man. Because if there was some like some group of pirates that go out doing crazy shit all the time, hmm. uh, I might say suggest to the crew that we follow them uh, at some point and if they're small enough like go and try and fuck someone up and steal their shit what do you mean steal their shit uh their equipment yeah essentially like or we just hire or we hire them and offer to pay them less than what we're getting paid outsourcing like, yeah pretty much we'll, like, hey, we'll pay you forty thousand to snuggle some shit and in, send that out of the and send that crew into the deep yeah and then follow them because we've already got our own passcode, so we'll get in no problem. What? Don't worry, don't worry. If it's, I will. I will write you a novel one day. Okay. <laughs> you can read it and then fucking forget it. But but, re, but Black Swan is going aboard the Taurus and yeah, I know sorting out your crew and going. To, you want to hire another group no. to fo- to go to the deep as well. Don't subcontracting worry. of subcontracting of subcontracting. We're going to do it's, that. This is how the get rich quick scheme works. It's actually a pyramid scheme. Yeah. So yeah. we onboard another crew of people and they pay to be part yeah, it's, of it's, it. In, and then, Multi-tier you know, marketing scheme. Yeah. We're at the top of the pyramid. What, Did you hear about that, that story of, I think it was like in Japan, it's not of like the China, person that hired someone to kill his wife and then that person hired someone, and then that person hired someone, and then that person, and it went down to like six or seven people involved, and then one of them coughed 
to the cops and then all six of them got arrested. So what you're saying is... Because they just kept subcontracting so, it down. So, so what you're saying is it's like Attack of the Clones. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. Would you like yes. to go see your ship? It is the most... Yes. I just yes. looked at the layout of it then um, and it is wild. So, Dr. Craig, you open up your little tablet mm -hmm. and you're given the schematics and the transponder codes to the radar, the Taurus. Are you going there? Uh, I need to buy some stuff first. Sure. You've got three days to buy your shit and uh, to get a crew together. Let's split up. I'm going to go look for an android. Uh, sure. Gordon. So I can role play with myself. It yeah, is, wasn't the point, but yes, we'll, we'll, we can do that if you want to do that. Well, do we want to role play with each other not or right. ourselves? Nope, not you. <laughs> not that one. Do we want to role play with each other or ourselves? Is the question here. Yeah, do you want to recruit each other or recruit your own person? I've always heard that role playing is uh, better with others. Yeah, I, I feel like we should role, we should recruit other players. Okay. So then you're not Go role there play with yourself. Talking to yourself. All right, Gordon. Oh, but it'd be so good. It'd be funny right, as. Well, you can't. <laughs> I'll look for a pilot then. All right. All right. So you head to the dry dock to look at your ship, to look at the Taurus. Yeah. And you make your way through back to the, the area. Along the way, you're encountering some beggar and he's just on, kneeling on the ground in front of you. Please, can you spare some change? I need some credits. Pay the oxygen bill. All right. All right. I'll need... How many credits do I need? I'll find out. <laughs> just don't it's not bring, change. I need something specific. Just don't bring the number up. <laughs> I need, hey, I'm, I'm looking for a pilot. Yeah, I'm like the best pilot ever. Give me 100,000 credits. <laughs> I need just six credits. I can pay my day. Okay, six credits. You know what? Twelve. Oh, thank you. Bless you. Bless you. That's enough for a shot of gin. And he runs off. Crawls off. Looks like one of the Doptown residents or it looks like one of the... A beggar from the choke. Yeah. Which is where the deoxygen, deoxygenated people live, uh, forced to live, but you don't know how he's here, but, and you may reduce that stress you, you gained previously that you didn't uh, wipe. Because remember, you had a horrific dream. You didn't expend. Yeah. I, I, I sacrificed my, uh, my recreation for the sake of narrative. Of course, and you're better for it. You head to the dry dock and you make your way through and you just look out the window and you see your ship in space. And we focus in on a character wearing a vac suit who comes into the airlock, comes through, and you're just watching this, Gordon. Doug, who do we see coming out of this dock wearing a vac suit? Taking off his helmet and uh, sitting at a side, he pulls a little old school trucker hat out and puts it on his head and sort of straightens his back out, looking around for his cat, realising he's probably at the bar. A young man, a withered man, got a little bit of a, a little bit of growth growing on around his face, looking a bit haggard, looking a bit wiry. You see on his vac suit the name Dutch. As Jeremiah Dutch comes out of his work area. You walk to Dockmaster Losha's office. Gordon, you see this Dockmaster wizened man that's hunched over, coughing loudly with a can of soda in his hand, and you just overhear their conversation. <coughs> <clears throat> 
So, Ducky, have you finished the repairs? That job order is supposed to be done three days ago. Yeah, she's done. I mean, I can't fix a radar any more than I can, but uh, she'll fly. She'll even jump. <laughs> huh. Would never think you could shove one in there, but you're quite the engineer. Well, more of a pilot than an engineer. Oh yes, that reminds me. Uh, some someone here is asking for a pilot. Yeah. Yeah, some old dude with a bald head and muscly guy kind of thing. He's just hanging around out there watching the ships come in. He's got about two percent conehead. <laughs> <laughs> is he paying all right? I don't know. He's just come here looking for a pilot. Maybe since your job's finished. Thought you might be into it. I haven't got any more work for you for the next few months. All right. Guess I'll get back in the old saddle then. And walking up to you, Gordon, is Jeremiah Duck. You a pilot? Sure am. What do you need? Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it that much, smartass. You looking for a jumper or a local? Jumper. Right. Well, I can jump. Where do you need me to go? You ever heard of the deep? Boy, are you fucking insane? You want me to go to the deep? You don't gotta go down there. You're just gonna take us there. Fuck me. Rap, that's gonna cost you. Sure. Right. 100,000. <laughs> fucking hell. How much are we being paid? 250 each. 250,000 each? Plus another 50 in... Normal funds for company funds. 70k. 75. Done. And I ain't going down there. Sir, right? Done. I'm Gordon. Dutch. Or Ducky. Take hands. Nice. And we fade out. He's not going down there? How are we going to get in? <laughs> and we fade out. <laughs> Remember how I said you wouldn't have to go down there? <laughs> what do you think audience do you think he's gonna have to go down there at some point maybe we'll yeah. see nobody's told him that it might be a six month endeavour yeah we'll just jettison him out when we get to the entrance and have to pay our way in yeah I told you we wouldn't have to go down there Wee. and we cut to Dr. Cameron Elias you're walking with Rian and parting your ways you've seen Gordon walk off Dr. Craig you're still there perhaps I would have to do a little bit of shopping Sure, you go off to do some shopping and we... Dr. Cameron, what would you like to do? What would you think? Well, I need to get some... I also need to work through my shopping list of gear that I need. Sure. Um, go off shopping together. That's fine. And you, you guys just send me the list. You can come out of the company fund. You've been paid 50k. Oh, I already just paid it out of my own funds. <laughs> or you can, you can just reimburse yourself from the company fund. Oh. But yeah, you've got your stuff. Awesome. Doesn't take you long. Thank you. Find the right suppliers. You don't mention what you need that for. Hopefully. No. And Dr. Cameron, what are your thoughts? What are you looking for in a team? You know Gordon's gone off to get the pilot, or try to. Yeah, we're Teamsters, so we just had a great little... We're Teamsters, <laughs> man! A great little it's drink. Blood of the Earth! It's out <laughs> of the Earth! <laughs> so I'll, I'll speak to Rian and say, well, I don't really know anyone around Yeah, I don't parts. know anyone either. That's why I was asking the bartender... What sort of specialist would you think you would need, do you think? So we need an android? Mm-hmm. Do you know any androids? I mean, I know what androids look like. But that's... 
not what I asked, but yeah, okay. But no, I mean, not here anyway. This is very isolated from the usual people that I talk to. From what, what did we need an android for? Because you would need John's it. backup character is an android. Yeah, well, because that, that's because it's it's a factory full of androids and mm. and, and also machines. You, if you're going on a jump drive, you know an android needs to operate the ship's systems as you're all under cryosleep. And it's good to have an android there even as a backup if the automatic system goes down. That's what they're good for. Okay. And was there anybody else? Any other specializations? So we got a pilot, we've got an android. What about your backup characters? What yeah. is, the, is the android anything in particular before we start doubling up? What are you two first? And then we'll see can... how we can spin it. <laughs> well, I haven't actually done anything yet. Okay. So we need like a, a robotics expert is what I'm thinking. And someone that can like get into places. You know, like a, a real handy tool man, like that can get through doors. Like hey, Tony here. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's back. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's what I'm thinking. Because if there's androids, we need someone good with androids. And then I'm also thinking this is like a dead part of a station, so some sort of get in person. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm thinking. What are you? What are your guys' thoughts? You want me to get in, get out? <laughs> I do it for you for real cheap, huh? <laughs> well, we need to find a way to get Narcissus into this story. I think the rest of them is somehow tied in. So, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? I don't know. I was going to bring Buck back, but he doesn't know anything except motivational quotes, really. Buck <laughs> wild. Yeah. So, I love it. we got them. And when he first arrives on the station, he's Buck naked. <laughs> oh. What was Buck's actual sk- mysticism? Yep. Um, that's not necessarily not useful. <laughs> <laughs> it's not decidedly terrible. It's not complete is it helpful? dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of scientist is... Uh, so we got Dr. Craig who does Surgery. what? I'm a surgeon. So I'm a medical, medical doctor. And then Dr. Elias who does... Exobiology. So we've Exobiology. got like all sorts of biology coming. Okay. So I'm going to have... How old is this station? This deep station? Super old? Like centuries. Yeah. Uh, not quite a century, maybe, yeah, almost a century. 99 years. Okay. I mean, I can I can always have a history buff like an archaeologist. Archaeologist would be cool. Let's go... Doug was saying that we might need somebody who's like, can get into places. Like, physically because, or...? Yeah. If this part of the station's dead, if there's like, places you've got to like, break into. Like some kind of tech. Or open, or whatever. Yeah, if it was an all-rounder, I was thinking Tony might be a good... I like the sound of Tony. I don't know anything about Tony, but uh, I like the sound of Tony. Jury rigging and mechanical repair. Yeah, jury rigging and mechanical repair. Explosives, things like that. Yeah. Maybe get an explosives expert. That is Tony. <laughs> bring in Tony. Just bring in Tony. I don't know how you felt about him. That's the other, other thing. Bring him in. What was wrong with Tony? There's nothing wrong with Tony. I don't know. I'm I'm a self-conscious dude. Um, <laughs> okay, so I was thinking if we... It's if good to have continuity. Cybernetics expert, I'm thinking if we buy some drones, because we can fit the drones with like thermal gear and night vision gear and all that. We can pilot a, a drone to they're be safe. Ex- they're pretty expensive, but I guess uh, we can afford yeah. them now. Oh, we've got the money for it, I think. I had a plan to buy myself, because I didn't know there was company funds, a Raycon drone with yeah. binoculars and a bioscanner. Yeah. Fitting it with like a thermal or night vision kind of situation because uh, well, you can put them on there. Like the one that you had in a rat? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's recruit some characters. Dr. Cameron Elias, I do believe we need an android. Let us go recruit an android. Yep. All right. I'll just walk through the city. So, calling it android. Okay, so 
this this place where there's no oxygen, where there are desperate people living. That is cordoned off and locked. Okay. <laughs> you were going to be in there. Which people do live in there? You make me go in there. <laughs> They're the people who have can't pay their oxygen tax and basically sent to a prison and okay. locked in. Well, where, where's a place of like poverty? That. The choke? That would Besides be that. the ultimate poverty. Oh, I don't know. Maybe back down to the brothel. I want somewhere where I could be a missionary. <laughs> Maybe the the church of the Solarian. Well, I'll hang out there. I heard a rumor about that. So, I yeah. Could tie together. Dr. Cameron. Could you be a drug pilgrim? Probably not, right? Uh, no. <laughs> but I'm, I'm highly religious. How you, comfortable are you with putting things in your butthole? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring it on track. You head to the farm, Dr. Cameron. Yes. The farm run by the Evangelical Solarian Church, ESC. The farm is both a principal grower of food on the dream, as well as an important holy site for the Solarians, with thousands of pilgrims making their journey each year to see the Anivalkia tree. Additionally, you have found out, the farm is also a major producer of the drug of the Golianovo Dvebratva and the church's high gardener. Yeah, has he a is. close relationship <laughs> with Yandi. And they are the single source of the cash crop drug, Sycorax. Is the tree... Oh, do I see the tree when I... What does the, the farm look like? Is it? I'm imagining like this enormous tree and I don't know if that's accurate. So you're not usually allowed to go to the tree unless you're there specifically for a pilgrimage. But gotcha. you enter this area and you walk around the station. Let me go back to the station map. It's quite far. It takes you a couple of hours. Or maybe just, yeah, one and, a, one and a half hours to get there. You go past the dry dock. You go past the various slickware facilities and you pass by the Stella Burn. Well, you're already there. And the farm is actually quite close. So let's just say half an hour. Mm-hmm. And you go to where you start seeing all these Solarian missionaries in sort of sun-swept robes of oranges and, and yellow. And they've got a little sunspot, a bindi, on their forehead. signaling them as members of the Solarian Church. And perhaps you see an android wearing this garb? Sure. Should be converted? Um, on the inside, no. I'm I'm, I'm still on my journey. So, John, I'll just tell you. Yep. The ESC, or the Evangelical Solarian Church, also known as Invictus Sol, or the Dawn of the Unconquered Sun, is a polytheistic star-worshipping religion centred around the core belief that all energy in the universe comes from stars and that the sun god worship is the oldest human religion and therefore the ideology is that what most ties humanity to its roots. They practice solar astrology, sunbathing meditation, extensive training in agriculture and hydroponics and the giving of seeds to the poor. So perhaps, Sam, you see this person giving out seeds to the poor. Yeah. What do we see, John? Who do we see? Picture, he's almost like a mannequin man. So his skin is very pale and uniform across his entire face and his hands. And his hair is like, almost like it was glued down. It's the same color. Like, he probably had coloration that's now worn away a bit. He's got eyes that are black with yellow irises. Like, golden yellow irises. And he's just got a very, very smooth, unassuming, generic kind of face. And this plastered Ken doll hair. But he's now got this sort of sunspot, like, crudely painted on 
and he's just wordlessly doing the religious stuff, but he's like the only android there that seems to be one of the number of the congregation. I don't know, this isn't really... I'm not... I don't have any expertise in any kind of religion, but would it be normal to see an android participating in a religious practice like this? No, in fact, the reason why he stood out so clearly is because he is an android doing these things. You're looking for an android and you have maybe found one delivered to you, maybe by divine providence. I'll uh, approach. Are you just kind of handing out, are they bags of seeds or are they handfuls? Like, how does it work? Uh, I guess, yeah. That. They go to poor people, like to the poor. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'll ask, I'll say, interesting, are the, what are people expected to do with those seeds? The smallest of seeds may sprout great trees. Faith is like a small seed that grows to be mighty. So they grow trees from them? Yeah, you, you're walking sort of in a grand farmer's market. Mm-hmm. There's a bustling with farmer's market, vendor stalls for fruits and vegetables, drugs and art and crafts. There's hundreds of shoppers just milling about and trading seeds. They're trading food. They're gifting their leftovers to the poor who come to, to get some food. You see silent meditation gardens, a short walk away where people are walking on the reflecting pools and it's like a nature has been just shoved into this gritty neon blasted station it's quite serene interesting so what attracts an android to such practice it was the last wish of my previous owner that i would find a way to believe in god that's a big big task to be left with i think about that daily Does this work keep you busy? There is little else that I can do here for these people. Is there some way that I could donate? Do you accept donations? We accept tribute from any. For the ministering of the faith. I will donate 50 credits. 50,000 credits in a jar. 50,000. Yeah. I'll donate 50 credits and I'll say, look, I I hope that helps, but interestingly enough, we could really use the services of an android as part of our crew. Is that something you'd be interested in or does this work call to you so deeply that you can't be taken away from it briefly? I am still an android. I relish service of any kind. Well, we should... Ensure that you're paid adequately for your time if you'd like to to join us. Or we could donate that on your behalf to the church. I thank you. I suppose you'd like to know a little bit about what we're doing or perhaps you'd like to meet with the rest of the crew and, and kind of get the full rundown of the mission. Yes, I will come. I am mentally kinetic biomechanoid. Host, MKBH. And how do I pronounce that? Mukba. <laughs> Merkaba. Merkaba. God's chariot. And we fade out. All right, audience, you can stop clapping. We all know. <laughs>
We focus in Dr. Craig Graham. You are winding down after a long day of shopping. Also on your agenda was to find a crewmate. Where are you looking? I'm looking for a um, someone that can get me into places. A, a bit of a, an engineery, almost teamstery. Good at getting in. Good at breaking down doors. Good with his hands. Good with tools. They call me Boom Boom Tony. So I'm probably <laughs> going to be. I make things go boom boom. Or sometimes bang bang Tony. <laughs> I'm going to go. Depending to, on uh, how you were raised, I mean the boom boom or bang bang. Or sometimes Tony. boom bang or bang boom. <laughs> no, no, never boom <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> You know what they say, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be going to the only place you'd find one of those kinds of people. The bar. The toilet. The toilet. <laughs> we just proved in that 10 seconds how much we needed Tony on this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> so you maybe go to the bar after work hours is finished and you go to where the, usually the Teamsters local union winds down and it's getting pretty rowdy. Yeah. And you just walk into Stem's bar and it's just going off. Uh, Tom, Tony's not going to be in the bar. I'm going to tell you that first. Uh, so I'm going to let you look in the bar and yep. then when you leave, I'll tell you where he is. So uh, <laughs> you, you spend about an hour looking in the bar and you just see drunk Teamsters just completely off their tit and not really accept, not really, they've had a hard week's work. They yeah. just want to wind down. They just go, hey, fuck off, get out of here. Get, buy us a drink or get the fuck out. Yeah. He's like, I need someone that can keep his shit together when and shit hits the fan. And frustrated. Don't look like they do it. Frustrated, Dr. Craig, you leave and the music is pumping in the background as you walk away. As you, uh, as you leave, when you're turning the corner around from where the bar is, you'll see down the alleyway, there's like a couple steps that goes into one of the neighboring buildings. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy there with a, like a bottle of bourbon down on the floor, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. You can see some sparks flying as he's welding a door with his, with his mask on and uh, takes the, the mask off, turns over to the side where there's a little kid. Hey, yeah, there you go, kid. Your mum and dad going to be home soon? And then, you know, he's like, oh, maybe I'm not too sure. They're always out of work. Ah, that's okay, kid. Hopefully that door's going to work much better for you. Okay, you never even know I was here. All right? Craig's like, perfect. Take it easy. <laughs> exactly what I'm looking for. Hey, uh, you got that sandwich? I'm kind of hungry. And he's just like going to wait there until the, the kid brings brings him out a sandwich. He's getting paid in small food. food. Yeah. Craig will walk up and be like, nice job on the door. Yeah, yeah, thank you. By the way, all the pleasure. Ah, Dr. Craig, Graham. And he puts his hand out. Yeah, okay, Doc. And he puts his hand out and he shakes it. Yeah, what can I do for you? Well, what's your name first there, champ? Uh, name's Tony. Tony? Yeah, yeah Tony. That'll what, do. Uh, look. Not many people walk up to me in an alleyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you know what? That'd be a fair point. Look, I, uh, I ain't gonna sugarcoat this, none. I've got a, we're putting a bit of a crew together. We're, uh, looking to go in somewhere a little risky. Uh, risky's fine, risky's good. We need someone good with tools. Good with doors, good with getting into places we're not supposed to. I don't know if you saw Doc, but I just fixed the door with some tools, so that's perfect. This is why I'm asking you. How much does the draw job pay for? Tell you what, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a quick job, and it's not gonna be an easy job. So it's gonna be a pricey job. Sounds like my kind of gig. We'll go 50k. Fifty K. Contract lasts for about six months, but it could be longer, could be less. Ugh. How much are you getting paid? 
I'm getting paid. You're getting paid? That's all oh. I did. I'm taking an even ton. <sighs> Doesn't even know what he has to do yet. Could be fixing a door. <laughs> Maybe you want to say what he's in squeaks. for. Oh, I already told him what he's in for. I mean, you're telling Opening me, doors, you're cracking telling me doors. this is dangerous. You got someone who needs to work on a door. Sounds like something risky. And I don't put my neck out for nothing, you know. Tell you what, even 75 and we got a deal. Yeah, push the 80. Nice round number. 75's more rounder. That's no, a cool three-fourths, my friend. Neither seven nor five is a round number. What are you talking about, man? I mean, five's got that little round bit at the bottom. Ah, a little five round on the bottom. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, look, Doc, you seem like a nice guy, but, you know, I, I'm looking, you know, I'm a family man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to leave, leave my family behind. You know, I got a kid. You know, Both I'm total lies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got a kid. I gotta look out for him and stuff. Oh yeah. And yeah. He just pulls out a little photo. I got seven mouths to feed. It's <laughs> just like you and me both. Here's my little princess here. Yeah, you get it then. You know yeah. how expensive these little shitheads can be. Tell you what, I mean, he puts a little photo away. You gotta sweeten the deal for me a little bit, you know. Sort of just sits there for a little bit and he's like calculating some numbers in his head and he goes. You okay? I can then, add in, eyes doing I, some kind of weird. Well, I can add in my my equipment funds. Carriers three. I can do you seventy seven thousand two hundred and fifty credits. You're throwing in a nice gun for me, and you got a deal. Yeah. Uh, what do you want? I don't. I don't know. I just like. I like my tools. And I don't have much by weapons. I'm not much of a fighter, so I wanna I wanna live through this, you know. I need some armor. I need some no some weapons, you no, know. No it's, place that sells a gun. I mean, turn around, Doc. Look where you are. What do you want? <sighs> Take me shopping. I like the idea of it. You got a deal. Seventy-seven two fifty. And the weapon. And and, the, and he grabs his hand as he says it. <laughs> like and a nice weapon. Yeah, hey, nice he weapon. shakes his hand. And we fade out as Tony. Who, who's recruited? Who is this person? Tony. So, Tony. Tony. <laughs> Were you here when I... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Narcissus. From, from Narcissus Silence. Yeah, but you said your name. I said my name yeah. and I said what I was doing. He said he was looking for a teamster. Tony I, I fixed a door and stuff. I like I, that Tony's not remotely traumatized <laughs> by the events of Silence and Narcissus. <laughs> it's just either. an everyday thing for Tony. Yeah, I like that Merkaba's not dead from being ripped apart by an evil monster. That, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> We're building a cinematic universe here. <laughs> Alright, now who's going to go and get... Uh, I guess... Um, Rian should go and get... So you all head back, and it's the end of the night. Our second character. And you... You travel back. What Is about, there a meeting point? What about Sam's second character? We yeah, get... we'll get it. Is there a meeting point you all meet... It's the end of the first day. You can't re recruit everyone on the first day. Back at the bar. You go back to the bar? Are you going to hire another private booth, perhaps, to speak... And give details about the mission, or are you just gonna? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. What do you think? Anyone? Yeah, we we go on we go on to the. How know, much is a private booth? Bar, you know. Private booth, five hundred credits. I think it was. I saw. And, Doctor Cameron, you're walking back with Merkaba, as you turn the corner. Doctor Craig, you're making your way through with Tony and tow, mm -hmm. following you. And we have Gordon, with. With Duck. With Duck. And as you turn the corner, 
Jeremiah, you see someone you haven't seen in a long time. It is Merkaba. As soon as he sees MK, as soon as he sees MK, he's like, face goes slick, and he just steps back from Gordon and points a revolver at him and just goes, what the fuck is going on here, friend? Oh, oh, take it easy, man. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out take all it easy. The He's gonna goddamn androids in the world. Why the fuck is MK here? What is going on? And we'll see you next time. I've asked myself that the same thing, Captain Duck. Perhaps it was God's will. I don't think God's got a hand in this. But I think our very mutual friends do. And we fade out from that tense scene. You like that audience? Bit of fan service for you? <laughs> fan service. Okay, so roll call. Who have we got on the crew to go to the deep? We've, we're missing one. We're yeah. missing one. What class is your other character? He is... Crap. Just one lady and... We've got Dr. Cameron Elias. Many yeah. dudes. We've got Dr. <laughs> Craig Graham. Yep. We've got Gordon Good. Gordon Good. We've got Jeremiah Dutch. Yeah, we do. We've got Merkaba. Glad to be of service. And we've got Tony. Hey. Hey. Hey, it's Tony. Hey, it's Tony. And next time we'll find out who the final member of the crew is from Sam. Yes? Yes. Yes. We'll be interested in see you to hear what you've got in mind. It's Dorian Black from Biodrone. <laughs> He's horribly mutated and scarred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the clone of, not he even the original. drags one arm along the floor. Yeah. I should have I should have bought um, Avnico, just this batshit crazy religious zealot that just is fully covered in blue. Oh yeah, that'd oh, uh, mix well. No, no one from blue. <laughs> that'd be ruining. That'd be ruining our, our canon too much. I think. <laughs> well, everyone, that was part. That was episode two of Nobody Wake the Bugbear Plays the Mothership RPG Campaign One. I've been Andrew the Warden. With me has been Samantha, Josh, Doug, and John. Yes. Thank you for listening. Remember to like, smash that like button, 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 yeah. button. Smash that, that like, like button. button, and we'll see you. In space. I'm actually hyped now. It's cheap, but I feel very hyped. It's good. That we've now got... It's good. You know, the canon of the many stories combining. Also, I'll be <laughs> adjusting my stats because I just went back to have a look and they're exactly the same as the numbers you gave me from before and not adjusted up five. No, I adjusted them up five. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I looked at them on the video. They're exactly the same. No, I increased them. I love this one. But the stats on the video from however long ago when we first did Rain in Blood are the same. They can't possibly be. But I just looked at them. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. There they are. <clears throat> Rain in Sanity, Blood. 23... Speed oh, forty three. It's it's body. Stats. only stats. Only stats. I not thought saves. It was saves are not stats. No, it's All only right. stats. Not so saves. I don't need to check. We're fine. Okay. We're Gucci. Sure. Sure. Let's go. Is there something funny, boys? No. Continue. I was gonna say we've been sitting here for like five minutes. You're not here. 
Oh, sorry. This, I thought this, this is the flash, room. This is a flashback. Oh, it's a flashback. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, let me, let me just give you the... Let me give literally five minutes. There's your flashback cue. Yep, sorry. Yep. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't smash my window. So yeah, your communication's really slow. Bad. Pause. Communication's <laughs> really slow. We just get um, space owls pause, and pause. delivering letters to us. <laughs> it's like little drop drones. All right, continue. It's like three weeks into our expedition. Oh yeah, no, we found it. We're here. We were just, um, you know, yeah. how comms get yeah. in space. Yeah, they just they, they just lost communications. They actually are there with yeah. the stuff. <laughs> it could be, but usually the short range comms is within hours to days so they would have heard of them in two months and be sure. able to send the message back by now anyway uh the crew capacity i'm thinking we find a pause <laughs> not including this everyone's favorite slightly racist cone head tomb teacher <laughs> calling him a cone <laughs> It's only dialed up to 2%. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Mild. It'll get worse before it gets better. Ready? We'll come back in. I have 300 teeth. Cool. cool Excellent. Cool, cool, cool. Nice, 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 no nice. Doubt, nice. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, well, uh, MK has got hacking. Uh, and, it's MK. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, surprise uh, audience. Ta-da. Cut that out. Leave it you out. Cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. I will. Cut it out. Uh, hacking, linguistics, computers, mathematics. Hey, uh, you got a sandwich inside? I'm hung, kind of hungry. Who's clicking? Can Sorry, you stop? that's me. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize I was doing it until you said that. I know, just, what do you think? I'm looking at it, and the first thing that comes to mind is, who designed this thing? Well, you, are you a ship designer? You're not an engineer. I'm not you an don't... engineer, but I have common sense. You're like, a doctor. <laughs> Welcome not to a, a new not segment. A mechanic. This is a new segment of the... the, the, the Podcast. Oh, that's a new name. It's podcast. This is a new segment on the Nobody Wake the Bugbear podcast. It's been informally utilized previously, but now it's been codified. It is the Doug has been everything segment. Spaceship engineer. Doug's been a firefighter and a and a survivalist, and he's also a spaceship engineer. There'd probably be a lot of similarities between designing a spaceship and a naval ship. It's called no, it's it's coming. So look, look. This segment's called "What's a Stun Grenade." Look, look. There's number two. Hang on. Describe what you're looking at. So I'm looking at the the layout of the Raider, right? So it's like a long. It's got like a a bulbous, almost cylindrical shape at the top, and then it goes into like scaff-looking center frame that's really long down to a triangular solar paneled engine with a circle at the end of it. But what I'm looking at is on the schematics. Number one is airlocks. Number two is life support. So if somebody's docking and they fuck up, they're going to push the life, the, the dock into the life support and just wipe out the ship. Number five is the cryopods, which is just under life support. Number six, which is connected to number five and just shortly beneath it, is the fuel tanks. So the life support's next to the cryopods so that, you know, we live. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> that part makes sense. So, but, the but fuel look, tank's next but, to the engines because but, fuel make engine go fast. But scroll out, scroll out, right? Scroll out, Andrew. <laughs> look, how, look how much extra length there is down that shaft and look where they've put the fuel tanks. Yeah, the like ship, right the, up the front. where The, the ship fuel, is 100 meters long. Yeah, and they decide, you know what? Let's put the fuel tanks next to the cryopods instead of down here where the engine is. So they put is. the fuel tanks next to the engine because that's what they need to go next to. They're the like cryopods are at the back so there's someone no, docks no, no, at the no, front. No, 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 no. The fuel pod's not next to the engine. The fuel pod's like far away. That's the engine down here. 
six. Six is seven. the fuel tank. That's, six, That's for the diagram behind it. Yeah. Josh. Look, that. Yeah, I know. Scroll down, Andrew. Yeah, but the six. Look, look There's how still... far. Six. Fuck's sake. Six. <laughs> seven. 82, 82 meters. It's roughly what, 80, like 70 there's, something meters? They're still next to each other in, in so any space order meters. of events. Literally. <laughs> Is space meters is math right out of science? I'm sorry, I, I was just I was space just meters. just looking at it and I was just like what? Huh? Well, it's a good thing you don't have to pilot. I mean, it also yes, makes yes. I, yeah. I'm not the pilot, thankfully. I imagine that. Or are you? <laughs> You're gonna come back with Jebediah Dutch and he's gonna be like, who fucking does that? This shit. <laughs> you know me. Anyway, off so of that well. tangent and onto the next one that we're inevitably going to end up on. That's a cool looking ship. Yeah.